I'm just checking. Am I on? Can you hear me? Okay, great. Just take a moment before I uh, pile into what I believe God's got to say for us. Holy Spirit, we lift each other to you, everyone on our right, on our left, in front and behind. Father, we don't limit what your Holy Spirit can do when minds are open. Father, we ask that each of us would have ears to hear what you would want to say, eyes to see what you would want each of us to see, minds to understand what you would want us to understand, and above all, hearts to receive what you would want each of us individually to receive by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I am already overwhelmingly and over, yeah, overwhelmingly blessed. Um, as you'll hear when I um, tell you a little bit about what we do, um, we see thousands of lives change, just like the two uh, people that we heard on the video. And I, for one, will never lose the joy of a life transformed by the power of Jesus Christ through a local church. Amen. Amen. Just amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So thank you so much. I've lost everybody. Where's everybody gone? Oh, well, I can't see anybody. I'm just grateful uh, to be invited here. Um, nice um, not to have to travel too far from Bradford, where I still live. Um, really excited to hear and see what churches together are doing here in Skipton and this wider region. And this hashtag, do you know him? Indeed. What an amazing thing you guys are doing. And to see you doing it in the long haul is hugely inspiring and, yeah, for me, exactly what church is all about. It's not about us. It's not about our churches. It's about his kingdom coming. It's about his power released through ordinary people to see lives transformed wherever we find ourselves. This is what I have dedicated my life along with Lizzie to see. I know that, obviously, you work in, in partnership with Christians Against Poverty um, that we founded myself and my wife 23 years ago. Um, I'm always really humbled when somehow God uses something that we've been given by him that we give away, that he uses it in somehow to be a bit of a catalyst for people to really go and see their faith become alive. Again, hugely inspiring. I love the fact that you've got actions added to your desire to see his kingdom come. I love the fact that you get stuck in. I love the fact that you really care about the poor. I love the fact that your faith is real. I love the fact that you're seeing people find Christ and be baptized. I love the fact that your community is embracing and welcoming people in. It is amazing and wonderful. I've personally walked with Christ for 27 years. I personally came to him at a time of great personal need and poverty in my own life. Um, I'd had a, a challenging upbringing, um, an idyllic early life, um, but in my teenage years, my father became gravely ill. I lost the plot. At 18, my father died. Within a year, my mother was sectioned, um, and I was left on my own just uh, short of 19 to bring myself up. I had a reasonable career, but then um, within me was a great deal of brokenness. Um, yeah, and that brokenness came out. Um, I lost everything. I, I lost my home. Um, my first marriage failed. Ended up, ironically, hugely in debt. Abandoned by everyone. Um, judged and left with two little girls to look after. We lived in just one room um, of a friend's house, two little camp beds. And the desperate times we went through, lonely and abandoned. But, but, God, but somebody just like you, 
had met this guy called Jesus and read his Bible and heard what it said about having a heart for the broken and the lost, to not judge, but to include. And this one man and his wife reached out to me and my two little daughters in this desperate situation. And he showed me the love of Jesus Christ, the same love that's been so wonderfully reflected in that testimony of those two beautiful lives transformed. I went to church, man. Was, yeah, you think you didn't think you'd ever go to church. Trust me. I only nicked lead off churches. I didn't go in them. But I walked in, and I heard about this guy called Jesus, and somebody was bold enough to share with me their own testimony, and bold enough to tell me about Jesus Christ, what he'd done for them, and what he could do for me. I yielded to his love and accepted him, and it's been amazing. Four years after finding Christ, somehow, um, as I was about to get married to Lizzie, we felt God call us really simply. I remember <laughs> we were 17 weeks off getting married, and I walked into work, and I felt God say, Johnny boy, do you remember when you were in that one room with your two kids? You said, if I got you through, you'd do anything. Okay, just so you know, I'd no longer pray any prayer remotely like that. <laughs> but I was keen. <laughs> he said, okay, John, I'd like you to help the poor. I went home, sat down with Lizzie, my most amazing and faithful, dedicated wife to this call and said, I want to go help the poor. So 23 years ago with 10 pounds, we sat in a room and simply went out onto the streets of my home town of Bradford and really tried to repeat what I'd received. Uncompassionate, un unconditional love, compassion, care, hope, belief, not embarrassed about the gospel, delighted to invite people to church and God has done a miracle. So over the last 23 years, it's got out of hand, basically. <laughs> it's got completely out of hand. Totally out of hand. Totally out of hand. Um, we've, yeah, here in the UK, so in Bradford, we have 320 staff at our head office in Bradford. We have 600 camp centres across the UK. We have 1,000 frontline workers. Um, we have over 20,000 volunteers. Um, remarkably, we've also spread to Australia. Um, we're actually bigger in New Zealand per capita than we are in the UK. But I'm going to go and slow them down in November because they're not beating me. Uh, we're in Canada as well. Got a lovely bridgehead around Toronto and Ontario and we've just launched in Chicago. God is able to do more than you can dream or imagine and it's the reality. It's the reality that I live with every day that gives me a great deal of joy and encouragement that anyone who is willing and open to trust him and keep his main thing the main thing, that God can use anybody. God can use anybody. I'm reminded every single day of the power of the gospel as I see my two girls and my grandchildren, as I see my family. There's no poverty. As I watch the next generation coming on to know Christ, um, I'm astonished by what God has done. And I want to make sure you hear my heart. My heart is to give God all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Listen, if there's anything good in my life, if there's any life ever been reached, if there's anyone who's ever found Christ, if there's any community being reached, if there's anything that's good, and it's the same for you in your life, you need to live a life that knows it's not about you. It's about him in you and through you. And isn't it remarkable that he uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things, which I think is his way of saying, I'll take all the glory, thank you very much, amen? <laughs> and so be it. We see amazing things in CAF every single day. Um, we see 10 people get phoned up and be told that they've gone debt free. We see three people find work who've been out of work through our job clubs, who've been out of work more 
than three years. This is every day. We see people released from addictions and dependency. We see families being helped to live better on a lower income. We see astonishing things. I've seen God's miracles beyond anything I could ever dream or imagine. We live in his permanent provision. We live in the glory of the church here in the UK. God is doing amazing things across this nation. I have one of the great honors is visiting many churches and just seeing amazing people just like you, just doing amazing things, unseen, unapplauded. But I want to say tonight, well done, the Christians in Skipton. Well done for doing what you're doing, unseen, and well done for keeping his main thing, the main thing. Amen. And I can assure you, if you keep that going, do not limit what God can do in this community and through your churches and in your life. He is an amazing, an amazing God. Although I'm always excited um, you know, to see people have poverty relieved. I know what it is to put things back on, a, back on a shelf in a supermarket. I know what it is to be judged by people. I know what poverty does to you. I know what it eats away at your very soul. I know what it does. I've experienced it. But what I'm really, really excited about is when someone not only finds freedom from poverty, but also finds Christ. I just can't help but share the good news of what Jesus has done in my life and to see thousands of other people do it. And for us, yeah, for me and Lizzie, in our quiet moments of, you are joking, God, I can't believe you've done this. Um, our greatest joy is that we see thousands of people find Christ through CAP across the UK alone and around the world. Um, in the UK, we just celebrated in the last November the 8,000th soul um, that had been somehow by his grace and his Holy Spirit that had found Christ. Every single working day, every single working day here in the UK, three beautiful people find Jesus Christ as their personal saviour through the work that we do. And I, I just think that deserves a bit of a, an applause for God. Amen. <laughs> So I'm hopefully going to inspire you. Everybody okay with that? I'm going to encourage you. Is that okay? And I'm going to challenge the life out of you. Oh, not quite as okay as the other two. Inspiration. Okay, are we all right, right for a bit of, bit, of, bit of challenge? Amen. I'm speaking to myself as well, so I'm up for it. You can. I've got to listen to myself. So on this day of Pentecost, um, Jesus had, had been baptized John the Baptist and straight away after um, the baptism he received the Holy Spirit and he went into the synagogues and, and he said this it says this um, yeah he went, into, he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day he went to the synagogues as was his custom he stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and the recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of, God, of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. These words confirm the prophecy that was given by Isaiah in Isaiah 61. And for me, they contain the two 
twin tracks, as it were, the two planks that I have experienced in doing my best to outwalk the faith that I received all those years ago. Please hear my heart. I'm an amateur, amen? Just like you. Okay, I'm just a lad from Bradford who met an extraordinary God and somehow have managed to keep it relatively simple and relatively clear. And these verses sum up the two things. The first thing is that we're not supposed to do this thing in our own strength. And for someone who, in the past, would definitely be able to hold his own with his own personal ability to do a few stuff, amen? I want to tell you the best thing that I learned was that you can't do it in your own strength. And one of the things that I find... Um, God, choose my words carefully here. I just want everybody in their life and their walk with Christ to not try and do it in their own strength. Because you can't. Amen? I often see it a little bit like, you probably wouldn't notice I'm wearing a life jacket. <laughs> so I just realized, who's the guy with the life jacket on? Where's the... I mean, it's been raining, but surely, <laughs> surely, surely he's not expecting the flood. No, it's okay. Um, I'm not expecting the flood. But I see it a little bit like this, that it says in Isaiah 9, verse 6, it says this, this is for foretelling of Jesus Christ. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I've seen some stuff in my life. I've seen God do some stuff. And that's the key. I've seen God do some stuff. Johnny Boy's done a little bit. And we've done our part. And we've enjoyed serving and continue to serve his kingdom's advancement. But too many people try and do it without Jesus. Amen. Trying to do it in our own strength. Trying to work it all out. Trying to sort it all out. Listen. You can't. The scripture's clear. Everyone needs the Holy Spirit. We all need a counselor. And let me tell you, if you're going to do... If you're going to be about your father's business, then you need your father to be with you. And I sometimes feel, yeah, that somehow we sometimes live with this amazing thing on, but we've not inflated it. Amen? You've inflated your jacket. Do you spend time asking for the Holy Spirit to guide you? Do you ask for his presence? Do you pray, oh God, use me today? Do you ask him to open opportunities up? Do you give him things and trust that he's got it all under control, that, he's in, that he is in control? Are you someone who lives by the Holy Spirit in peace, which enables you to serve him? Do you know he's a mighty God? Do you actually inflate your life jacket? Amen. My heart and my challenge to you today is make sure you inflate your flipping life jacket. Amen. <laughs> Okay, at this moment, what will have happened, basically, <laughs> is that I'm in here, make sure we put one in. Did we put one in? I'm not sure we did, but anyway. <laughs> okay, well, that didn't work very well, did it? Okay, well, just presume. Okay, let's live through the life jacket. Yeah, I probably didn't. Yeah, anyway, moving on from my... Yeah, it's a good job there isn't a flood, but basically that should have inflated and you'd have all gone, wow. 
But that didn't work. And that's okay. We can do that. Note to self. You see, you can't test them because if you test them, you've got to put a new one in. It's a bit difficult to test them, put a new one in. Anyway, have you got the general idea? You'll remember it now. The life jacket that didn't inflate, okay? Come on. Inflate your life jacket. Amen? Come on. Inflate your life jacket. We need his spirit. We need him to do all things. And I do believe that there's a lot of inflated life jackets in Skipton because I can see some people who've been rescued. Because not only are you inflating the life jacket for yourself, but you've also got something that can help other people. And the act of humility, knowing that you need him, I believe is something that people can tell and taste and see and know. And it is that that wins people to the kingdom of God through our humility, knowing it's not about us. Amen. It's about him. And I also believe that we need a life jacket. I'm going to try one more time with this one, right? And if this one doesn't work, I'm never using this analogy. <laughs> so there's a lot of pressure on this next one. So I see it a little bit like this. So I believe everybody, I believe, I believe, not only have you got a life jacket, but, but I believe you should kind of carry, you should carry one with you at all times. Amen. You should carry one with you at all times. You should have something in you that's of some use to someone who's sinking. Amen? And I'm not just talking about poor and needy people, although my calling and our calling is primarily to the poor. But trust me, you know, we planted a church in our spare time in Bradford 10 years ago. Another note to self, don't do that. <laughs> we reach all people across our city. And whether it's your colleague at work who's not well, or a neighbor who's got a problem, or anybody who you could connect with if you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. I don't care how good their life looks. I don't care how special you think they think they are. I'm telling you, everyone needs a life jacket. Everybody needs Jesus Christ as, his, as their personal savior. And I believe by having one with you, and having a heart of, I'm gonna throw this life jacket out, that you'd be astonished by what God could do with little old you in the next few days. If you bring the Holy Spirit in and you ask him over the next few days, oh Lord, I pray that you will bring somebody into my life. They're probably already there, by the way. A colleague at work, a friend at the school gate, a friend you've been known for 20 years or one you've met a week ago, someone in need, someone in your family, someone somewhere, I'm telling you, God will bring someone across your path who needs a life jacket in the next few days. And if you've got yours... It's not inflated. If you have one that's inflates better than that one, you've got to have one of these. Okay, just give me 30 seconds, will you? It worked so well at the Methodist conference a week ago. It must be you lot. I don't know what's up with you. Okay, it's not going to work. I'm not going to bother with that. Right, life jackets didn't really work. But anyway, what will have happened there is a life jacket has exploded. Yeah, it's got big. Yeah, and then what you do is I throw it out. Yeah, and then what you do is then you pass it on to people. But we haven't got much time anyway, so we can use that analogy for later. So my challenge to you is, is, is really clear, and I'm, I'm going to down the barrel here. Um, you can, as I have at times... Hear my heart here, okay, this is, I'm talking to myself as well here. You can 
I'm telling you, when that nudge comes in the next few days, you will find a reason, or you could find a reason not to do what you know God wants you to do. You could find a reason. You could. You could. And there'll be a big booming voice in your head saying, don't be daft. It can't be God. My question would be, who else was it likely to be then? If it isn't God who's prompting you to offer to pray with someone, who's prompting you to invite someone for a meal, who's prompting you to say to someone, I notice you, you don't look very well or you're not well at the moment. Would you mind if I prayed for you? Would you mind if I prayed for you? Would you like to come round for a meal? Would you like to go for a coffee? Would you like to? You can find a reason to do it, uh, but you can find a reason not to do it. And I'm going to be dead honest with you. The reason why most people, and this is me included, is somehow we've allowed... I think somehow we can be not as convinced about, about what God's done and how amazing it is to walk with him. Amen? What else could stop you sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with someone? Fear? Anxiety of what they might think of you? Really? Compared to the unsurpassing joy of knowing Christ, eternal life? Amen? It's, it's, it's true. And I think that we need to be yeah. We need to get over ourselves and stop being in some way slightly ashamed or not as proud of the gospel. Amen. Maybe that's because you're involved in it and you know yourself behind the scenes and you're not so sure. Listen, Jesus knows all about behind the scenes. Amen. He came for everybody. He came for you when he came for me. He came for your friends. He came for everybody. And our role and our job is to not be ashamed of the gospel. Amen. In Romans 1.16 it says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is the power of God that brings salvation to a few people. No, no, to everyone who believes. First to the Jew and then to the Gentiles. I did look for a scripture that had Skipton in it, but I couldn't quite find it. But if I did, I even went through the message version hoping for a Skipton. But <laughs> normally I can find most things in there, but not Skipton. Come on. Oh my gosh, come on. The songs you've sung tonight, the, the spirit of God you've experienced... Seriously, everybody, can we just get over ourselves a little bit? I've done market research. There are three things people can do when you say, would you mind if I prayed for you? Would you like to come for a meal? Can I have a coffee? There are three answers. No, yes, and maybe. And two of those, that's 67%, are fine. <laughs> so you've got, you've got a two in three chance. And you know if they say no, that's okay as well. Because you're not ashamed of the gospel, Amen. You don't know what you could see the Holy Spirit use you in the next few days if you'll just not be ashamed of the gospel. And one of the greatest ways of doing that is by being okay to talk to someone about your experience of what it is to know Christ, of what he's done in your life. If you think about the goodness of what God's done, not the problems or the difficulties, but let me start you off with a little list of what I think every day. First of all, if we'd like to exchange a few problems in life, we could probably go head-to-head -head for quite a while. Amen? I could give you a list. I could give you a list of problems. Amen? I could. I'll give you a big list. We could have a list. We could have like a list off. What's your problem and what's mine? Amen? We could have a right good go. I'm not suggesting I've got all the problems and I'm not saying I've got the biggest problems, but I've got a few. Amen? I've got five kids, three grandkids. We'll start there. Amen? <laughs> so I have got some challenges. I have. And things don't always work out how I think. And I do let myself down. 
And people do say things and people let me down. And, you know, I'm just like you. But I tell you what, Jesus Christ has transformed my life. He's taken me from the pit. Those two little girls. There's no poverty in our family. Our homes are now secure. We don't put things back at a supermarket. We've got friends that are with us until we go to be with eternity. We've got people who believe in us. We've got an amazing life of serving Jesus Christ. We've seen some phenomenal things and we love him dearly and he's kind and gracious and he sees us through the problems and he's compassionate and he loves me as much now as he did when I first met him. But do I love him as much now as when I did when I first met him? Don't let the fire of what he's done for you be in any way shrouded by the challenges of serving him. Amen? And the cost that you pay. There's a cost attached to it. The Bible's pretty clear. It's not a surprise. It tells you. But what a joy to pay a cost to serve the living God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. What a joy to pay a little bit of a price compared to the price he paid for you. So in 2 Timothy, it says, Do not be ashamed of, of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. This Apostle Paul speaking. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. We need to be up for telling people what Jesus Christ has done. And when all's said and done, when I die, I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. I'm going to be praising him for eternity. I'm going to see his face, and I'm going to have all the things that his Bible promises for those who serve and love him. There's a great future for us, but we've got to be confident in that future, and we've got to be willing to tell other people about that future. And if you're here tonight and you don't really know Jesus Christ, and you're thinking, who's the guy whose life jacket's wore inflate at the front? <laughs> Listen, if you're here tonight and you don't know Christ, I want to let you know, first of all, he really knows you. Really knows you. He knows all about you. He knows everything. He knows what you've done. He knows what you haven't done. He knows where you've fallen short. He knows the mistakes. He knows the pain. He knows the hurt. He knows the anguish. He knows you better than you know yourself. And he loves you. And he wants to get to know you. And he wants to walk with you. Be open to his kingdom. Be open to what God has for you. And for those of us in the room that have perhaps walked with God for longer than we would perhaps like to admit, myself included, there's always tomorrow, amen? There's always tomorrow. Don't matter what you haven't done, what you should have done, what you could have done, what you would have done. Doesn't really matter. It's new every morning, amen? His grace is sufficient for anything you could ever do. Don't out try and grace God. Impossible, amen? It's all unearned, it's all unwarranted, and it's overwhelming, and it's available to you. And there's no reason why you, who have maybe walked with him for 20 or 30 years, and maybe there's some hardening of heart that has occurred over those 30 years, maybe the pain and the hurt that you've suffered has made you just be a little bit more withdrawn than perhaps you should be around the gospel. Maybe you know, as I prayed at the beginning of tonight, I pray that all the ears would be open to hear what God wanted you to hear, and eyes to see what you wanted to see and minds to understand what he wanted you to understand, and hearts to receive what he wanted. Just maybe tonight, maybe he wants to release you, amen? What a wonderful day that would be as we celebrate Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the power released to all, for all time, to all mankind. 
by his Holy Spirit. God is a God of fresh beginnings. Trust me. I know. Amen. I know about fresh beginnings. It's new every morning. And my heart would be that as you go from this place with a sense of peace and grace and delight in Jesus, that something would happen within you. That you would get up tomorrow morning and say, okay, Holy Spirit, let's go. Come on, let's go. Come on, Holy Spirit, let's go. And I'm going to offer to pray for the first person you lay on my heart to pray for. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel. I'm going to tell them a testimony. I'm going to believe and spend time thinking on the good it is to know Christ, not the challenges it is to walk his walk. Amen. And in that spirit and together as a community, as you continue to do amazing things, my heart would be that you would see more and more of this amazing Jesus Christ because you're not meant to do it on your own. Amen. You're meant to do it with him. And it is his Holy Spirit but it is your welcome of his Holy Spirit and faithfulness to not be ashamed of the gospel and to speak your testimony to others, which God can use. And my heart would be, come on, Skipton. Amen. Amen. Come on, Skipton. Let me pray, and then I'll close. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We do thank you. You're an amazing God. I lift everybody in this room to you right now. Father, as we go into a time of reflection and of ministry. Father, I pray that you would speak to anybody by your Holy Spirit. If anybody's in this room and does not know you as their personal Savior, we are praying for them right now. Jesus, Holy Spirit, come. You walked into this place and you weren't certain of where you'd go if you died tomorrow. Jesus wants to tell you you can have eternity with him. You feel your sins are too big to be forgiven. They're not. You've been through so much, you couldn't come back. You can. Jesus is the God of tomorrow, the God of the fresh start, the God of grace, the gentle, loving Father who wishes to walk with you. Please don't leave this place this evening without making sure that you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and begin the journey of understanding what that means. And for the rest of us who do know you, we pray Holy Spirit would yeah, would challenge us and inspire us to walk more in what it is to know you. Amen? Great. Just before the worship band... Oh, the worship band's starting. I'll just take a minute. Um, just let anybody know, if you want two uh, not-working life jackets, they are now available. Uh, <laughs> I would find out what's wrong with them. But anyway...